What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Jimmy Mullen Podcast. I'm your host, Jimmy Mullen. This is another solo episode, and uh, it's going up a little later in the day. Uh, I was trying my best to get a guest to come out this week, but unfortunately, uh, people being away and things like that just uh, didn't work out. Uh, So I'm recording this a little last minute, trying to get it out for Friday, as I did say. I'm going to do my best to put out an episode every Friday, whatever it takes. So uh, this is your episode for this week. Since it's a solo episode, it'll probably be on the shorter side. uh, And I'm going to talk about things that have caught my eye in the entertainment industry over the past couple of weeks. And of course, uh, we are now in the second half of 2022. That's insane. It's already here. It's July 1st as of recording this. And as of it hopefully going up. Um, yeah, it's been a pretty wild six months. We've had a lot happen in the real world, a lot of scary things, but also a lot of good. You know, despite all of the bad things happening in the world, a lot of the stupid decisions people in power make, we can always look at entertainment to help us keep going and the people around us. That's the way I get through things at the end of the day. Anyway, there's been a good handful of things that have happened since the last solo episode. Um, Since I have guests on, I kind of make that the focus of the episode, so I don't really get to talk about things going on in my personal life. So uh, I thought I'd bring a little bit of that to light. Uh, First thing you probably notice when you click on this video uh, is I got a haircut. Uh, This is my first, like, legit haircut in over two years. Uh... I grew my hair out throughout the pandemic, and uh, while I did enjoy it, uh, it was getting it was getting a little out of control, and I needed a bit of a change. Um, I'll probably end up growing it out again at some point, but I figured I'd uh, I'd go back to my roots. As much as I'm not the biggest fan of this hairstyle, it is growing a little bit on me. Everyone's telling me it's good and all that, which I mean, uh, but yeah, uh, haircut. So. I guess get used to that. I don't know. My hair grows like a weed though, so uh, it'll come back pretty quickly. I also celebrated my 21st birthday earlier this month. We mentioned it in the previous episode, but uh, yeah, I did celebrate that. I went to go see Murr live at the Paramount in Huntington, New York with a couple friends of mine. That was a lot of fun. It was great seeing him perform live and talk a lot about Impractical Jokers. Now, I have met him in person once before. He came to my high school back in 2019, and that was an amazing experience, a completely unexpected spectacle that went down. Uh, But it was really good to go and see him again. And although I didn't see him again and and have a conversation, uh, I still had a great time. The event was, like, really interactive, uh, plus Joe Gatto made a surprise appearance, which was amazing. You know, after seeing him leave in Practical Jokers, it's really just brought a bunch of people together to be like, you know, hey, uh, good things usually end up coming to an end despite how sad they may be. Uh, But they can live on in different ways. And seeing Joe frequently collaborate on social media and at live events with the Jokers still to this day is a lot of fun. You know, he's dealing with a lot of personal shit, but to still see him keep a smile on his face throughout all of it is really great. Joe, I'd love to meet you someday, and Murr, I would love to meet you again, and of course my well wishes to the both of you and the rest of the crew on the show, as well as Sal and Q, you guys are great, 
put a smile on my face constantly when I watch your show. And uh, yeah, I ended up having a really great time. It was a great way to celebrate my birthday. My brother finished his junior year of high school. And while he is a junior, most of his friends are seniors. So they brought him along to their senior prom. And he probably was the best dressed. And I'm not even biased when I say that. Uh, he, he went all out with the Jack Harlow look. And it really shows. Um, he looked great. And uh, I loved taking the pictures of him and seeing him happy with all of his friends. It just made me feel good. Uh, because, you know, when we moved, uh, it was pretty drastic in regards to life changes. But I'm just glad to see that he pulled through and he's having a blast. And, you know, although most of his friends are going off to college now, I know he's going to make the most of his senior year. Brian, I wish you the best of luck. Also, the podcast hit 750 followers on TikTok. So I just want to say thank you uh, to anyone who has come from TikTok to the YouTube channel. As, as well as listening on any of the audio platforms. I just want to say thank you for uh, continuing to support my content and uh, tell your friends. Uh, we're, we're in for a wild ride the rest of this summer. I've got a bunch of stuff I have in the works being discussed. A couple of guest episodes lined up. I'll be recording a few of them in the coming weeks. And I'm also going to be taking a trip to North Carolina in August. So uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. I plan on doing a lot there in regards to content creation, so stay tuned uh, to both the podcast as well as my main channel on YouTube. I'll be posting some stuff on the main channel in the coming months as well, so uh, I hope you're excited for that, for those fans of the main channel. And yeah, that's basically it for the, the life updates. I did want to discuss uh, some topics today, as I normally do with solo episodes. I like to look at all the stuff going on in the entertainment industry in regards to movies, music, television, video games, all that sort of stuff, uh, and give my thoughts on new developments and new shows and new movies and all sorts of stuff like that. Uh, so on the agenda today, uh, I have written down, I want to talk about the ending of Obi-Wan Kenobi, the Disney Plus series, also the first four episodes of Miss Marvel, as there are only four as of recording this, Kevin Feige saying in an interview that Phase 5 is about to look really clear in regards to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, of course. Christian Bale on a press tour for Thor Love and Thunder saying that he is open to playing Batman again as long as Christopher Nolan is involved. I'm going to give some thoughts on the recent Nintendo Direct Mini partner showcase that was given to us. And I'm going to end it off with Stranger Things Season 4, Volume 2, uh, which is releasing the same day as me recording this and hopefully the same day as this podcast going up. So uh, we've got a lot to discuss. So let's do this. Starting out with Obi-Wan Kenobi. Now, in the previous solo episode, I discussed the first two episodes of the show. Uh, I don't, can't remember whether I mentioned uh, the little scene with the, the goons chasing Leia was a little silly, but I will say it now. And most people have also said the same thing. People are saying the show is bad and all that, but I wouldn't say it's bad. Like, yeah, it's a little cheesy, but, like, come on. People really need to get their heads out of their asses and realize that all of this stuff is meant to be silly. Like, yeah, it has, it has its serious moments, but you got to let them have some fun once in a while. People getting their feelings all riled up about it and taking to Twitter and just being angry. I say just... Just relax. Yeah, it is a little silly. I will agree. It's a little stupid, but 
who cares? It's fucking Star Wars. In Star Wars, there's noise in space. That's not a thing in real life. So you can't really take it that seriously. I will say, though, um, I really enjoyed the final two episodes, five and six, the most out of all of them. Uh, I think that both of these episodes were fantastic in so many ways. I feel like Reva as a character was redeemed by the end. Uh, I feel like a lot of her acting was really over the top in the first four episodes, but I feel like she kind of mellowed out at episode five, at least towards the end of it, after she's been wounded. Uh, but I think she did a great job, especially towards the end, you know, redeeming herself and realizing the error of her ways that, you know, killing younglings probably isn't the greatest thing to do. I also had a pretty good feeling that the Inquisitor that she kills in episode two wasn't actually dead. I mean, like, come on, there, there's no way, there's no way that that guy died because it would retcon Star Wars Rebels. And although I haven't really seen Star Wars Rebels, I just know that he's a pretty important character in that show. Um, so obviously they're not going to retcon Rebels. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure they have, like, his species has, like, more than one heart. I read something about that. Um, so, yeah, there's no way he was going to die. So bringing him back was pretty obvious in my eyes at least I definitely saw it coming I think the child actress that plays Leia did a fantastic job in the role uh as much as she was given in regards to uh direction which I mean you know she's a she's a 10 year old kid I mean yeah there have definitely been better 10 year old kids in fiction uh but I think she does a pretty good job although I will say uh the continuity is a little iffy for me. I, I'm not really seeing the connection in regards to this and A New Hope. Uh, although it does sound like she knows the name Ben Kenobi in A New Hope. I feel like there probably would have been a lot more stuff to discuss in those movies, but of course it was back in the 80s. They didn't know that this show would be made 30 plus years later. So uh, I can't really nitpick that. It's kind of a time thing, but maybe they could have worked around it better. I don't know. Seeing O'Shea Jackson Jr. in a Star Wars project is awesome. Seeing Ice Cube's son in a Star Wars project is fucking awesome. He did a great job. Overall, though, I really enjoyed the show, especially the final episode with the fight with Obi-Wan and Vader. I thought it was fantastic, you know, seeing the, the half mask, half no mask of Darth Vader showing, like, half Anakin, half Vader. Really gut-wrenching and just really emotional uh, seeing that go down. Obi-Wan saying, then my friend is truly dead after uh, Vader says that he killed Anakin. It gives a bit more context to Obi-Wan saying that Vader killed Anakin uh, to Luke in A New Hope, as well as Empire and Return of the Jedi. Of course, this all changes when Vader finds out that Luke Skywalker is his son, and then he reveals that he is his father just to kind of get him to join him and whatnot. So technically, he wasn't lying when he said, I am your father, but he kind of was because it's kind of a split personality thing, I guess. Oh, and the uh, Ian McDiarmid Emperor Palpatine cameo at the end was pretty great, too. And I almost forgot freaking Qui-Gon Jinn shows up at the end. That was actually really satisfying. I was kind of scared that he wasn't going to show up. But the way he showed up at the end was pretty nice. I wish we would have gotten a bit more, but people just need to be grateful for what they have uh, because that seems to never be a thing on the internet. 
It, people always want more. It's just never enough for anybody. But I think what they did was great. Overall, uh, I think I'd give the show like an 8 out of 10. Um, I wouldn't say it's like the greatest Star Wars ever made by any means. Uh, I definitely like The Mandalorian as a series a lot more than this miniseries. But this was definitely something that I think we needed uh, to an extent. And I'm really happy they went through with it. There were talks to make this into a movie trilogy instead, but that was scrapped due to the poor box office for Solo. And honestly, I think that was probably just because of the fact that one, did we really need a Han Solo origin movie? And two, they released it pretty much right after Avengers Infinity War. So they were kind of just digging their own grave. I feel like if they had just waited till the holiday season to release that movie, it probably would have done a lot better. But anyway, I'm getting off topic. Let's move into the next one. Miss Marvel, the newest Marvel Cinematic Universe original series for Disney Plus started in the beginning of June, uh, my birth week. And uh, they've released four episodes out of six so far. I will say this is probably one of the stronger uh, MCU shows that has come out more recently. Um, while I love WandaVision, uh, I, I think Miss Marvel is getting up there. I, I really hope the final two episodes really show something great. Uh, not to say that it hasn't already. Um, I like this direction that they're taking with it. Uh, it's a different background entirely for a character that we haven't really seen in the MCU. They're really expanding the amount of culture that they show in Marvel, taking things outside of the U.S. and bringing them to other territories, I think is really great. I know Miss Marvel's powers got changed in regards to the show, but honestly, I feel like they're really cool. Uh, although I'm not really familiar with the character outside of this show, um, I think this is a nice balance, though, at least for what Marvel has set up right now, as I'm pretty sure Miss Marvel is an Inhuman uh, in the comics. And although I don't really know much about the Inhumans, I know Black Bolt was in Doctor Strange, and he's one of them. So, um, yeah, I guess she's one of them. I'm not really sure. Don't kill me. I saw a theory that someone said they're going to end up revealing her as an inhuman by the end of the show, which I wouldn't be surprised if they did that. But regardless, I don't really have much to say about this show as of right now. I think they're going in a really great direction, and I'm really excited to see Kamala Khan in future Marvel projects. Right now, she's being set as the co-star of The Marvels, being the Captain Marvel sequel that's coming out next year. She'll be alongside Brie Larson as well as Tiana Paris. So I'm I'm actually really excited to see where they go with that character in that movie. I think she's probably going to end up shining in that movie. She'll probably be one of the best parts. Her and Monica. I loved Monica Rambo in WandaVision, so uh, I can't wait to see them expand on her character as well. Speaking of Marvel, let's talk about Phase 5 of the MCU uh, in regards to this thing that Kevin Feige said in an interview. He basically said that the direction of the MCU will become a lot clearer by the end of the year. And the two biggest things to note about that are that Marvel Studios will be at both San Diego Comic-Con and at D23 this year. So I do expect them to make quite a few announcements over the rest of the year. They've already announced so many new projects coming out in the next couple of years, especially with television. Uh, Disney Plus Day announced like a ton of stuff. We're getting like an Agatha Harkness show, uh, Spider-Man animated series, uh, revival of the X-Men 1997 animated series which we got references to in Doctor Strange, thanks to Professor X. And that's just scratching the surface. There's tons of movies that are already announced and tons of stuff that has been announced. Uh, for example, 
Uh, I didn't even write this in my notes, but I just remembered. There's a freaking Thunderbolts movie that got announced pretty recently, and that's supposedly going to star like a ton of the characters they've been setting up in these Disney Plus shows, like Yelena and the U.S. Agent and Abomination. It's basically kind of like a Suicide Squad, but for the MCU, but with a lot of differences. It's kind of like a Dark Avengers kind of scenario. I'm not sure what they're going to do in regards to William Hurt as he did tragically pass away recently. So uh, I'm hoping that they work it out somehow. I have a feeling they'll end up just putting Abomination in the movie instead of the Red Hulk. But we shall see. Anyway, in regards to Phase 5 being this grand thing that's supposedly going to happen, I have been seeing people online for a while now say that Phase 4 seems like empty And, like, it's not really going anywhere. seems very directionless. And in all honesty, I think this is just because they're doing the whole back-to-basics thing that they've done in the comics. You know, they're, they're, you know, going back to their roots in regards to setting up a lot of characters, uh, most of them being new characters, as well as setting up characters that we've already seen and expanding on those characters more. You know, characters that were kind of secondary in regards to the main Avengers team. But I think this is leading up to something great. And obviously, most people will say it's Secret Wars. And I couldn't agree more, although I'm not really familiar with the Secret Wars because I'm not a comic book reader. uh, I do know that it was a pretty big deal in regards to multiversal colliding stuff happening. In regards to multiversal colliding stuff happening, this will probably be the next time we see characters like Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield, Spider-Man, in the MCU if we do ever see them again. And it probably won't stop at them. You know, we'll probably see something like the Fox X-Men, maybe not all of them, but like some of them. We already have Charles Xavier being played by Patrick Stewart again, so it's definitely not out of the question. And yeah, while the quality of these projects has varied, I wouldn't say there's any that's like necessarily bad. Uh, You know, I mean like, you know, I wasn't the biggest fan of movies like Eternals or shows like... Hawkeye or you know things like that you know I I thought they were very bland in some aspects Uh, Black Widow was a pretty big disappointment not to say that it was a bad movie it's just that I wish it was a bit better and I wish it came out right after Captain America Civil War and not like you know a movie showing this character that they've already killed off you know it's like I I feel like it probably would have been better if it came out years ago But better late than never, I guess. It does seem like it's a little all over the place right now. But I think with time, you know, I think we're just kind of overabundant right now when it comes to all the projects they've been putting out. Because they have been putting out a lot. Uh, In regards to the number of different projects that have come out, it's already more than Phase 3. And it's only been just over two years. So, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on. But... Yeah, I mean, what'd you expect? Like, there's there's tons of stuff. There's tons of stuff in the comics. And, you know, they know that they're on top. And although people have been more critical about Marvel than ever, especially in the last couple years, I have a feeling they're just going to continue to make good stuff because Kevin Feige is a very smart man, and he knows where to put people. He knows what to do with projects. He's he's a comic book fan at heart, and he loves these characters. And I know that he's bringing the MCU in the right direction in regards to that. I think the biggest problem is that people are just expecting everything to be this big mega crossover because we got something like Avengers Endgame. 
But like I said, the whole back to basics thing has been in the comics for so long and they've done it so many times. It resets a lot of things and kind of grounds a lot of things. And honestly, I think that's a good thing at the end of the day. You know, it, you know, if you continue to just make these big bombastic crossover things over and over again, people are going to get sick of it. And then, you know, what's there to expect? You got to kind of take it slow for a little while. So that way you can build up to something really big. I think people are really missing the mark with that. That's why I, I feel like there was a lot of disappointment when it came to Doctor Strange. I, I mentioned this in the last episode, but I feel like people were just expecting too much out of that movie. And yeah, it was called Multiverse of Madness. And while I do agree that they probably should have traveled to a lot of other multiverses in that movie instead of doing a little slideshow, I still really enjoyed that movie. It's not perfect. It's not my favorite MCU movie, but... I still enjoyed it nonetheless. Was I disappointed that Tom Cruise Iron Man wasn't in the movie? I mean, I don't know. I, I just, <laughs> I don't know. I I saw all the people saying like, oh, all these characters are going to be in this movie. And I'm like, this is a Doctor Strange movie. This isn't like an Avengers movie or anything. So I wasn't expecting like all of these characters to be in the movie. Although it would have been awesome to see a lot of them. I do understand why it is that these characters didn't show up it's because they want to build up to something like secret wars so if you if they just drop all of this in a doctor strange movie of all things it's gonna kind of feel underwhelming once the actual thing comes out in a couple of years whenever that may be and now there's talks uh thanks to howard stern accidentally leaking it on his show that he's involved with working on a doctor doom movie uh, i'm not even sure if that's true but uh, a lot of people are talking about it now. And Doctor Doom is a pretty important character to Secret Wars from what I've seen. So, um, yeah, it looks like they're probably going to be building to that at some point in the near future. I don't see it happening next year. I don't see it happening in two years or even three years. It's going to be a while. But I think we're in for a wild ride in the next couple of years, though, because there are so many projects coming out. And I can't wait to see what they do next. Next up, let's talk about Batman. So, as some of you may know, Christian Bale is Gore the God Butcher in the new Thor Love and Thunder movie that's coming out next week. Uh, it is my most anticipated Marvel project of the year, and I will be seeing it opening night. And Christian Bale was in an interview pretty recently, and somebody asked him if he would ever be open to returning as the Dark Knight or Batman once again. And he said that he would be interested as long as Christopher Nolan is involved. For those of you who don't know, Christian Bale played Batman in the Dark Knight trilogy, Batman Begins, The Dark Knight, and The Dark Knight Rises. These three are easily some of the greatest live-action Batman projects to ever be made, at least in my opinion. The Dark Knight is probably my favorite Batman movie. I know that's cliche, but it's a good fucking movie. The thing is, though, I don't know if I can really see this happening at least anytime soon uh, because DC looks like they're going in a completely different direction with Batman. Right now they have like three different Batmans they're putting in movies by completely different actors. We have Robert Pattinson who was just in the 2022 The Batman movie, which is fantastic. I love that movie. I think it's on par with The Dark Knight as probably one of the best Batman movies. And then you have this Flash movie which, I mean, regardless of all the shit that's going on with Ezra Miller, uh, I'm really excited for that movie. And they've already said we've got, like, two Batmans in that movie. Uh, ben Affleck, who's been Batman uh, throughout the 2010s, 
Uh, he was in the DCEU. He was in Batman v Superman, Justice League, and Suicide Squad. And then you've got Michael Keaton coming back as Batman uh, from Batman and Batman Returns, you know, the Tim Burton late 80s, early 90s Batman movies. So I feel like they're doing like every other Batman except for Christian Bale. And I feel the reason for that is just probably due to the fact that, like he said, he would only come back if Christopher Nolan was involved. And obviously Christopher Nolan is not involved with these big DCEU projects. Plus the man has been pretty vocal about his distaste when it comes to Warner Brothers' decisions in regards to putting their movie straight on streaming. Uh, if you guys don't remember, in 2021, Warner Brothers made a pretty big announcement that all of their theatrical movies would be on HBO Max and in theaters day and day for the first month of them being in theaters. Like, you could just watch them on HBO Max. And that was, like, pretty surreal, uh, because you had movies like The Suicide Squad, you had Space Jam 2, and you had Dune and Tom and Jerry, although that movie fucking sucks. Uh, there were a lot of big titles coming out, and Warner Brothers was just like, no, we're just going to put them straight on streaming. Uh, and you don't even have to pay a $30 fee like you have to do at Disney+. Plus. No, if you just have a $14.99 a month subscription, you can just watch these movies the day they come out on our streaming service, full high-definition all that. And yeah, I could see why a lot of people involved with the studio in regards to either them making movies or whatever were pissed about that. And even with all of the lockdowns, Christopher Nolan said, just keep delaying my movie. I want to see this movie in theaters. I want this movie to be in theaters. I want people to see this in theaters. I'm talking about Tenet, of course. And yeah, Tenet was the first movie I saw when I went back to the theaters after lockdown was over and movie theaters reopened in my area. Regardless of how I feel about that movie, I feel like it's pretty surreal to see that movie in a theater. I haven't seen it since, but I know it definitely won't have the same feeling if I'm watching it in my bedroom, laying on my bed, watching it. It's not going to have the crazy surround sound, dark theater feeling that it did when I went to go see it in a theater. So yeah, I know Christopher Nolan isn't really happy with Warner Brothers. I know he's working on a movie with another studio, as far as I know. I'm not sure on that one, uh, but I know that he's not very happy with Warner Brothers' decisions in the last few years. So uh, because of that, I don't know if we're going to get another Dark Knight movie. I don't really see a need for it. I feel like the trilogy was great on its own. I feel like Christian Bale plays a different era of Batman, you know, a bit, a bit more dark and gritty, and, you know, a lot more serious in, like, different times and things like that. I don't know if we really need another Dark Knight movie. As much as I would love to see the character again, uh, I don't really feel a need for it. I'm not itching for it, and I never really have been. I've never, I've never really been like, I want another Dark Knight movie. As much as that would be fantastic, I just don't really see a reason for it. And with the way Christopher Nolan feels about the way the movie industry is going, I... I don't really see it happening, as cool as it would be. Honestly, I feel like his interpretation of the character should be laid to rest, but, I mean, hey, uh, if they want to make another one, I'll be in the theater going to see it, because that just sounds awesome, regardless of the circumstances. I will probably, most likely, definitely be in the theater watching that movie, if it ever happens. Okay, Nintendo Direct mini time. While I would have loved to see a Nintendo Direct in full force this month because of... E3 season being a thing. Uh, I I do understand why it didn't happen. I mean, we just had a really big one in February. And, you know, with COVID still being a 
pretty rampant thing in Japan. Uh, it is not really that surprising that they didn't have too much to show. I do have a feeling we'll probably get something towards the end of the year, as they do tend to have a big Nintendo Direct in like November. So maybe we'll get something by then. But good things do come to those who wait, so we shall see. It's not like Nintendo didn't show anything, though. Uh, although Microsoft had their whole Xbox and Bethesda showcase showing things like Persona being on Game Pass. And, you know, we had Summer Games Fest, although it was really, really boring. Uh, they did have things to show off. You know, we have a Last of Us remake coming out, a, a second one, which is which is a little weird. But whatever, man. I know someone's going to buy it. We did have stuff from Nintendo Direct Partners as well as, you know, some surprises, you know, things that hadn't been announced already, which are pretty cool. Uh, for one, we got Super Bomberman R2. Uh, I haven't played the first one. It is a Switch launch title. I just don't have it. I haven't played it, so I don't really have much to say. I've never really played a Bomberman game. But, I mean, there definitely are fans of this franchise that we're probably really excited for it, so that's cool. We got an announcement for a Mega Man Battle Network collection of re-release titles in a compilation similar to the Mega Man and Mega Man X Legacy collections. Uh, I had no idea there were, like, ten of those. Um, yeah, there's, like, ten games in this series. I knew they were, like, all in the GBA and stuff like that, but I just didn't realize there were, like, ten of them. They said ten games. I was like, what the fuck? But, yeah, uh, that's that's going to be a thing. Those games are going to be more accessible, so that's always great. Uh, you know, re-releasing older games, you know, and sometimes them being overpriced, but whatever. Uh, I, I feel like, you know, it's still great to reserve those games in the long run at the end of the day. Easily the biggest surprise for me was a remake of Pac-Man World coming out, which is awesome. Uh, I have not played the original game, but I did buy it a couple of years ago. I just have yet to play it. Um, but I've heard great things, and uh, the game looks great. I've seen the stuff they showed in the Nintendo Direct Mini, and it looks like a lot of fun. I do see that they replaced Miss Pac-Man with Pac-Man's mom, though. Um, so that's a thing. Uh, I know that's because of copyright, because uh, there is someone that does own the rights to Miss Pac-Man, and that's why she just hasn't been seen in media in such a long time. In regards to new Pac-Man stuff, that's probably why she wasn't a skin for Pac-Man and Smash Brothers and things like that. But I am really excited to check this one out. Uh, I hope it's a lot of fun. I have a feeling it will be. And maybe this shows the future for what they could do with Pac-Man. Uh, because, I mean, other than ghostly adventures, they haven't really done much with Pac-Man in years. But we shall see. The new Mario plus Rabbids game looks like a lot of fun. Uh, I did buy the first game and I played it a little bit. I just never picked it up again. But I have heard it's a lot of fun. And I did have fun playing it when I did. Uh, this one also looks great. You know, they have a bunch of Mario Galaxy elements thrown in. Which, uh, you know, puts a smile on my face. Because those games are a lot of fun. Seeing Bowser as a playable character is pretty interesting. Uh, that's always a fun addition, you know, having Bowser and things that he's typically not playable in, like Super Mario Party. I would have loved for him to be playable in Mario Party Superstars, but I digress. Overall, though, the game does look like a lot of fun, and uh, I probably won't get it at launch, but uh, I'd love to know what you guys think of it uh, when it comes out, so uh, let me know what you think, and also let me know what you thought of uh, all the stuff I've been talking about. Uh, I love interaction, so let me know in the comments. Also, Sonic Frontiers got shown off a little more. Uh, they did show some stuff in early June to celebrate the anniversary of Sonic. Uh, although a lot of the gameplay looked really unfinished, it looked like shit. 
in all honesty. I was pretty disappointed seeing a lot of it. Um, it kind of made me upset. I was like, damn, like, they really didn't have much to show. And this game is supposed to come out in the holiday season? That sucks. I, I really hope this isn't another rush situation where they just, like, you know, rush a game and you know, just to meet a deadline. You know, they, they, it's happened so many times before with Sonic games, and I just I just don't like seeing it happening. I, I just, I wish that they would just take their time with these projects and produce something really good and not just do it for the sake of, oh, we have a new Sonic game out. Because I'm, I'm tired of being disappointed. Uh, I'm glad that Sonic is doing good in other mediums in regards to movies and merchandise. I think that's fantastic. I just wish they would pick up the speed in games. Sonic Mania came out like five years ago now. So, like... Come on, Sega. I just hope they approve on that and make a much better product. I hope this holiday season release date uh, doesn't end up being a complete waste and we actually get a good game out of it. I'm hoping for the best. Uh, I always do try to hope for the best. Uh, just just don't let me down, Sonic Team. Not again. Oh, and uh, the Persona games got announced for the Switch. I feel like this was pretty late in the game. Um, Persona 5 Royal, I feel like, was a game that just should have been on the Switch around the time Joker got released for Smash, and that was, like, three years ago now. So, like, yeah, I mean, better late than never, I guess. Uh, and also Persona 3 and 4 are coming, too, so that's cool. Overall, that Direct was uh, was pretty good for what they showed uh, since there weren't any big first-party titles announced or showcased or anything. Uh, as it was a partner showcase. Uh, I like a lot of the stuff they showed off, and uh, I'm hoping for more. I'm hoping for an actual big Nintendo Direct in the near future. Um, we're going to end up getting one. They usually announce it like two days ahead of time. Um, but yeah, uh, we'll definitely get at least one more by the end of the year. I'm pretty sure Breath of the Wild 2 comes out at the end of this year. So uh, we shall see. Okay, let's end things off with Stranger Things 4. Volume 2, oh my god, that was fucking crazy. <laughs> lots of emotion, lots of me crying, lots of heartfelt stuff, lots of wholesomeness, lots of tying loose ends, lots of really cool stuff like that. Um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed this finale, I, I gotta say. Uh, it does end on a cliffhanger, though. Uh, we do know another season is on the way. I'll get to that in just a bit. I'm really glad the Protect Steve at all costs train made it to its station. Uh, but unfortunately, we cannot say the same for Eddie. Uh, Eddie was probably... I, I mentioned this in the previous solo episode where I talked about Stranger Things, and I was like, how come they're really pushing Eddie and all the merchandise and all that? But now I understand, because they killed him off. Um, but, dude, like, Eddie is probably... Like, now that I think about it more, he is probably one of the best characters that they've added post-season one. Like, he is easily one of my favorite characters in the entire show. And it sucks that he's gone now, but uh, at the end of the day, I'm I'm really happy that they brought this character in. Um, obviously, I wish they would have kept him around, but, you know, his sacrifice meant so much. I wish the town of Hawkins would realize that and not just call him a Satanist because he has long hair and likes rock music. I mean, I know that was a pretty big stereotype in the 80s, and people were really stupid for it, but, um, come on, man. Let my man Eddie rock. 
I really do understand why they pushed him so hard in marketing and merchandising because he's just awesome. He's he's such a great character. And seeing that bond with him and Dustin was just amazing. And I wish we would have gotten more, but I'm happy that his sacrifice meant something. And, uh, you know, he, he went out with a bang. And uh, I hope they have his legacy live on uh, in season five. Seeing all the characters come together again like they always do at the end of the show. Uh, I wish it would have happened sooner, though, but I, I see why it didn't. There were a lot of bigger circumstances this time around. Hopper being reunited with Eleven at the end of the show was really great. Seeing them like look at each other's heads and being like, oh, you, you copied my look. Oh, you, you shrunk. Uh, you know, Mike saying to, to Hopper that he shrunk after him saying that Mike grew. I thought that was great. Yuri realizing the error of his ways and actually helping the the Russia gang, you know, get back to Hawkins at the end, you know, I thought was really, really powerful. And, you know, I'm just glad that everyone got home safe. I really thought Max was going to die. Like, I got, I, got really ups- I got really upset for a little bit. But, I mean, now she's in a coma. She's got a couple broken bones. Um, but I, I'm just glad that she's not technically dead. Uh, I mean, she did die, but came back. Um, So there's that. Vecna is still out there, though. He's still alive. We will probably see a lot more of him in Season 5. The Duffer Brothers have already confirmed, though, that Season 5 will be the final season. Uh, I have a feeling they're probably going to start shooting it by the end of this year. It'll probably be this big mega experience like nothing we've seen before. And they've already brought the stakes up so high. I did see an article that said that they're going to do a time jump. So the only thing that I will say about that is that I have my fingers crossed for Bill Hader playing an older version of Mike. And that is only because he did so in It Chapter 2. Bill Hader played an older version of Finn Wolfhard's character in that movie. So I'm hoping for that. Uh, I don't know who will play the other characters. Maybe some of them will be played by the same actors just with a lot of prosthetic makeup, but we shall see. I don't know how far this time jump is going to be. Maybe 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. Maybe it'll take place in present day. We don't know. But regardless, um, I hope it's great. It's going to be great. I think season four is probably my favorite season now. I think I can safely say that. Uh, The first season has always been my favorite. Um, Not to say anything bad about the second and third. It's just that I liked the first one more. But I think the fourth season takes the cake. Um, They did a lot with this season. And with Brenner being dead now, uh, who knows what's going to happen. He's, like, actually dead this time, not, like, believed to be dead like the last couple seasons. The fact that the final episode was, like, movie length of, like, two and a half hours long is fucking crazy. Like, I watched an entire movie in my room this morning. That's, That's pretty crazy. Anyway, though, uh, I really enjoyed this uh, volume two of Stranger Things 4. I I really hope they do something like that with the final season. I really hope they don't just drop it all at once because although it is nice to watch an entire season, I'd like it to have some more impact because Netflix has this thing now where like they just drop an entire season of a show and then people stop talking about it after a week. I think what Disney Plus is doing with their shows and releasing one episode a week, I think that's great. I think they should continue to do that because it gets people talking about the show for a longer amount of time and it gets me more interested. It makes me care more. And although I really care about these characters in Stranger Things because they're just great characters, you know, they're, they're well-written, 
if it had all come out at once, I probably it probably wouldn't be on my mind right now, and obviously I wouldn't be sitting here talking about it. I would have talked about it a month ago. So yeah, I'm really glad that they split it up. Um, I wish they do the same for the next season. Maybe give us three release windows and not just two, or maybe just do one a week. Uh, I think they have said they're not going to do one a week, though, uh, because it would probably just be like a disappointing thing because they just never did that with you know, the previous seasons. But then again, it was different times back then. We didn't have things like Disney Plus and HBO Max back in 2016, so who knows what they're going to do. I hope it's not all at once, though. I have a feeling it's not going to be, but I'm just keeping my fingers crossed that it isn't. Okay, that's it. That's my thoughts on all of the stuff I just discussed. If you guys enjoyed this episode, if you're watching on YouTube, hit that like button, leave a comment, subscribe, turn on post notifications, hit the bell. Uh, Be sure to follow the podcast on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, If you're listening on audio platforms, leave a follow or subscribe, leave a rating, write a review. I'd really appreciate it. Uh, if you're wondering why I didn't talk about Lightyear or Top Gun Maverick or Elvis in this video, I just haven't seen those movies yet. So, uh, yeah, I, I can't really say much about them, um, but I will probably end up doing so by the time the next episode comes out. Uh, otherwise, though, stay tuned to my letterbox page uh, to see my thoughts on those movies uh, when I do actually see them. So you won't have to wait till a podcast episode to hear my thoughts. Thor Love and Thunder is out next week, so uh, expect me to talk about that in the next solo episode. I will probably have a lot to say. It is my most anticipated Marvel project of the year, by the way, so I guess keep that in mind. Also, a quick shout-out to my friend Liam. He's been on the podcast before. I mentioned it in a previous episode. He's starting to write music again, uh, and he has a project called That Kid on Doxy. It's coming out on Sunday, July 3rd, so two days from now when this video is going up. Yours Truly is featured on the song McChicken. Uh, there's a couple samples of my old high school vlogs in there. Uh, I get a shout-out on the song 2017. So uh, go check it out when it drops. Uh, if it's already out by the time you're watching this, go check it out. It's not only on SoundCloud. It's also on Apple Music, Spotify, all the streaming platforms for music. So go check it out. Uh, with that said, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, and I will catch you in the next one. Take it easy. Peace out.